I'm getting into wrestling. Oh me, oh my, you are in for quite a ride. <laughs> oh man. Why does this guy hate Triple H, a man called Triple H, so much? <laughs> Two words, Booker T. <laughs> and how? Who is this man, Triple H? And how? And why does he have three H's? Yeah. The man. Who is with this man, three... Triple H? And why do all three of these people hate him so much and keep talking about it? Why do they keep bringing up Triple H and a shovel all the time? I have no <laughs> idea. Oh man, no this. He did. Did this man actually bury people? It shouldn't have he been arrested. Why would you have a shovel made out of gold? Surely his gimmick would have been of the Undertaker if he was burying people. <laughs> also, the Undertaker. Explain. <laughs> yeah, the un <laughs> just there, like <laughs> explain the Undertaker to a person that doesn't watch wrestling or know it. <laughs> oh, I've got one better than that. The Boogeyman. Explain. <laughs> Man who was given too much creative control. <laughs> no, I... no, no, man who was given exactly as much creative control to work with it. That much is true. Although I love the journey of how the boogie in through developmental the boogeyman character came to be. So one day it was just a normal wrestler, and then the next week a man who got knocked on the head and thought he was the actual boogeyman and so his costume started to get more elaborate he had horns and then he started painting his face and then he came out with a clock and the music happened and then basically he got called up to ECW and then we have the boogeyman <laughs> and that man decides that the only that decides looks in the mirror one day looks deep into his eyes and says the only way I will succeed is if I eat live worms for the rest of my career. <laughs> and boy, did and that get him I over. Say, my, though, my personal favourite moment with the Boogeyman is the time when Donald Trump completely no-sold him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only time where we could safely say that Donald Trump got over. Hey, hey, um, it was just oh, so yeah. funny because, like, the woman who was they, because the the whole point was they gave him this memo that was like, "Hey, this guy's gonna be really scary. Like, react to him." And then, like, the woman clearly gets the memo and is like running away, as you should when you see the boogeyman, because it's the boogeyman. He looks fucking terrifying. And then he's just there and it's just like completely no cells. <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> I just love that when that the, and, the, and the president of the United States cannot take a stunner that saves his life. My God! Oh, he's yeah. like the worst seller at it. He can't okay. even sell a fist pump into the air without looking like, like a goddamn idiot. Like I literally, literally watched the gif of that today, just randomly, and it's it's actually worse than I remember. I'm gonna <laughs> let me let me like get up the wrestle crap so you could. So we could all be reminded. Oh, I'm recording, by the way. Like, we're, yeah, not, we're oh, going straight into this. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll get all this preamble stuff and we can just, like, if it works, it works. We'll edit it in somewhere. Yeah. But, no, um. It's the first GIF. It's the first GIF. Oh, my. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, please not, not, no, not that. Go on, hit me with it. There we go. Oh, crumbs. It's just beautiful, honestly. It's art. 
Oh man, can you remember that? I because I it, it feels like it completely left my subconscious that one time Donald Trump bought Monday Night Raw. I honestly think that like I think that maybe time travel exists and maybe future ridden managed to figure out a way to block all of that WrestleMania bit out of my damn memory. See, because the problem I have is that I remember that I, WrestleMania 23 is like etched into my mind, and it's only etched into my mind because I remember it was one of the few WrestleManias I had on DVD. Mm. Mm. For those of you who are listening who don't know what WrestleMania is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania, um, the biggest event in the year, Showcase of the Immortals, it's where all the... Um, big wrestling stuff happens like the big event of the year for wwe for example yes. um, lawrence taylor versus bam bam bigelow at wrestlemania 11 <laughs> of course, of course how could we forget? the undertaker yeah. versus giant gonzalez oh no we don't talk about that one even wwe <laughs> don't talk about that um, big, big, but... the big show versus floyd money mayweather in yep. a strangely entertaining match. Hey, that one was actually good. Yeah, the no, one that no, no, big, I... the one that Big Show was really crap at was the one against Aki Bono at WrestleMania 21. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't know what WrestleMania. It was it was originally called the Granddaddy of them all before WWE strangely stopped calling it that. Yeah, then they changed it to Showcase of the Immortals, didn't they? Yes. Which works, but... Which is, like, good, but at the same time, it's really kind of a confusing name in retrospect. Mm. Mm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, WrestleMania 23 was always etched into my mind because of it was one of the few ones I had on DVD. I think it had, like, WrestleMania 24 and also WrestleMania 2000. Mm. Mm. WrestleMania um, 2000, that is a weird one. We'll get to that, but uh, as you can say... Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I there mean, there's, there's WrestleMania 2000. There's also WrestleMania X8. Ah, uh, yes, mm. X8. Um, when they suddenly randomly started mixing Roman numerals. And yeah, but um, one of the things I will remember about WrestleMania 23 is obviously the infamous Donald Trump um, Vince McMahon match. Yes. We'll just how me. just how confusing that matches because there's so many layers to it oh, yeah. oh yes but, but, because i think i think before you know it's seen that we're going to, that's how we're going to start off this pilot before we get to it for those of you who are listening we should probably introduce ourselves <laughs> to our, you know to, what that's probably the... a good place to start so i think <laughs> yes. we should let our i'm i'm saying lead host um mm. wrestling encyclopedia dictionary and all other things knowledgeable sam Hi, I'm a nerd. My name's Sam. <laughs> and I and I love all things the niche of wrestling. It's why I never took up sports of any kind. <laughs> I mean, wrestling is a sport. It's just a very strange one. Sports entertainment. It is sports. Oh. Real life anime. <laughs> it's real life JoJo, ladies and gentlemen. It is, it is a it's lot so of things. It's soap operas, but with punches. <laughs> it is beef ballet. Yeah. The briefest of ballet. Oh, this is some good shit. And on and, that note, we will be going to... <laughs> and we will explain all of those references after Dan. <laughs> yep. Dan, uh, so, um... I am Dan, and I have been watching wrestling for years, ever since my brothers introduced me to it, um, and have fallen in love with it ever since, except for my black spot between, like, 2012 and 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Reardon, 
the rear of the dance. <laughs> <laughs> the royal Dan. The ro um, <laughs> I, I decided I was started watching wrestling in since I was like God, like I want to say five years old at the tail end of wrestling's edgiest era, the Attitude Era. <laughs> Edge Lords a Ahoy. In, yeah, in a basement <laughs> at my Auntie Sweetie's house, not hyperbole, it was the literal basement. <laughs> and I fell in love with its absolute insanity ever since, and I've been on and off ever since, just watching. I'm the probably the most casual of the three, <laughs> Which will give me. I, I am more. I'm probably more like you viewers or listeners rather than any of the any of the others. But I even I I have things that I have seen that I will never forget till my dying day. Well, yeah, we kind of we kind of said before this that the curve of this goes like red and me. Then there's a massive like ninety degree slope, and then it gets to Sam. Um, yeah. But like, you know, it we. We we all work with what we have available. Like I said, I know a fair amount of wrestling. Um, a lot of the stuff I don't know is like the, some of the terminology, but like <laughs> you know, I'm I, sure I probably, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure our yeah. dictionary over here can help us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will I will let you know your potatoes from your kayfabes. That's basically what. I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know a good deal of terminology, but in terms of the actual like actual wrestlers and. Important events and stuff like that. Oh man, I, man, I'm a black hole. I have been, <laughs> I've been sucking that WWE teat for a very long time. Uh, it's amazing that I am. Uh, it's a nice, it's a nice dichotomy that we've all got. We got a nice perspective on everything. That's really nice. But I just like the fact that I'm the I, out of the three of us, I am the most markiest person without being a mark. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's true. We'll see how we'll see how much that changes as the episodes. Yeah, go. yeah. who knows? Who knows? By the end, Dan will be our encyclopedia. Who knows? You know, I'm just gonna finish after this episode and just start obsessively researching everything to do with like the entire history of wrestling from like 1990 to 2019. And yeah. I'll end up being Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, that, that's where the end game is. You end up in I'll, a cave somewhere. I will end this into Jim <laughs> Slowly ending this segment with going, "Thank you, fuck you, bye." This is like the supervillain origin story, <laughs> directed by Todd Phillips. Anyway, you, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become Jim Cornette. <laughs> wow. It could be worse. You could see yourself become Vince Russo. I Ooh. swear to God, bro. You bring my name up one more time. Actually, no. If I if this actually goes out, this episode, I know for a fact. I'm pr actually, no. Thank goodness I don't have Twitter because I'd probably get insta blocked by Vince Russo for doing that. Accent. Mate, can I get Can all... I get myself blocked by Vince Russo? We are all, all preemptively blocked by, by Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, as we as we were saying to go on, as we we're meaning to go on, and now formalities have been uh have been uh done. Let's talk about our uh let's get on with WrestleManias then and our kind of like tentative experiences with WrestleMania because I like that as a good offshoot starting the yeah, subject. You know Strangely enough, that is honestly probably the best way to start is talking about WrestleMania. 
a good a good is... palate cleanser for every listener exactly. to kind of get a good gauge of the kind of wrestling fans we really are. Yeah, because WrestleMania, everything like everything great about wrestling and everything bad about it often shows up in WrestleMania. It's so weird that it, that that is the case because it's mm. like. It's like, I don't know how Vince does it, that he books himself into such a weird corner and then somehow he miraculously gets himself out of that corner. Well, Case yeah. Case in WrestleMania yeah, he, 31. He, <laughs> yeah, he has a... Yeah, there's one thing, like... the like I like... WWE's competence is not, like, a grade or a curve. It's just, like... It just... It's a coin flip. <laughs> Either they're going to pull it off and you're going to be, I can't believe it. Or they don't pull it off and you're like, I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a problem that um, WWE seems to have. That they so often just kind of start an idea or they have this really, really big idea. And then it just kind of either goes nowhere or it, like, or it just crazily starts to take off. I mean, the recurring thing, at least for... The last couple of years is that <laughs> the the people that they don't expect to start having the reaction start getting the reaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they start having to try and figure it out. Or if you're just Vince McMahon, you just bury them. But we'll get we'll we'll get over to that later. Oh, that, those are those are a number of episodes down the line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, um, well, just um, for um, recording, if you hear any hoovering, that is my dad hoovering the kitchen. I mean, I mean, I can't be the one for judging, really, because my dad's outside with a wood chipper at the <laughs> Yeah, it seems that all fathers are deciding to just get out the most loudest equipment. They're talking I about the wrestling. I can't guarantee that there isn't the chance that at some point when we're recording either this or a future episode, someone in one of the houses next to me starts doing fucking drilling or something. It just seems to be every. It seems to have been every month of my life living here, and I've lived here for like fifteen years. Anyway, <laughs> to quote yeah. John Blood um, from New Legacy, what? <laughs> yeah. Not that. Not that kind of drilling. I hope. To... Yeah. No. Uh, listeners, no. If, no. Listeners, if you are confused about the references, don't worry. So am I. Um, <laughs> I'm we, trying we to get like over. To, I, like to, I like to think that people will have a general idea. Of what is the hell wrestling is, or if not, that you are inspired to go out and kind of, you know, have a have a look to, and do some research. It is a deep rabbit hole, but it actually is a satisfying one. You, you know, if we, if I can get one person from this interested in wrestling, I want to say I'll consider it a win, but I also feel like I'd probably have done some damage to that person's yeah, life. Yeah, it's, it's a real it's a real welcome to the club and may God have mercy on your soul. Pretty much. Especially when you get to 1998 WWF. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna Speaking warn... of 1998 WWF, uh, let's, go, let, let's throw in um, some random bits then. So I'm gonna say we're going to say first WrestleMania memory and what would be your your best WrestleMania memory and then I guess we say best match. Oh man, wow, you really just throwing all the hard questions. I mean, I'm going I'm going big cuz I I feel yeah. like it's a really big gauge. Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to be um very boring and say my I have my general just general WrestleMania moment is of course the yeah. Undertaker is just Yeah. 
in yeah. general. Mm. When I think WrestleMania, I think The Undertaker. Because he always has the biggest, no matter what, he always has the biggest entrance, often the best match of the night. Mm. Although, like the recent times, it's kind of... <laughs> but I would say that um, yeah, whenever I think WrestleMania, I think The Undertaker. And you know what? Actually, in general, when I think WrestleMania, I think of really cool entrances. Yeah. Yeah. In general. Because <laughs> they love to do it. They love to, they love to have more... How do I put it? They, the pageantry. They, it's, not, <laughs> it's a word that comes up a lot in WWE when talking about WrestleMania, and it sounds so corporate, but honestly, it is the best word for it mm. because the amount um, it's because the amount of money WWE spends on one WrestleMania, it's like a Super Bowl. Yeah, in in one. I mean, I'm just thinking of the cost for just the pyro. Yeah. Oh God, the pyro. Dear God, like, like, but like. For a, I mean, there's no other way to describe it other than pageantry when you have, like, The Undertaker who comes out flanked by, like, 20 druids holding torches yeah. as he walks down ominously as a camera follows him, or, like, John Cena coming out to, like, 20 other John Cena's. <laughs> yeah. or, or the fact that, or the fact that one, the fact that The Undertaker's, The Undertaker's match is usually not the last match of the night, He's normally yeah. in the, oh, the one He's... where the rock came out of a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. All of this all of this exists. Like normally considering that you they spend they spend enough pyro for some sporting events would spend for the entire thing for one guy. Yes. And then they end it normally with huge pyro. Mm, I, yeah. When I think of that, I think of all the craziness I think of you think of Shawn Michaels going down in a zip line you think of yeah you think of the new day going out like like super saiyans <laughs> there's just yeah that's when I think of Wrestlemania mm -hmm. I I want to see what wrestlers come out as when mm. they have a, <laughs> basically the the budget of a small country <laughs> Well, I think it's always a really telling thing, though, when you see, like, you can really tell, like, who gets valued at WrestleMania by, like, who has the good entrances. Mm. <laughs> and isn't it weird that that usually, of, over the past several years, has been Triple H? <laughs> <laughs> Triple H! You know what? You know what? We'll, like, if you, if you listeners, um, just to um, shameless plug an upcoming episode, we will be talking about Triple H. <laughs> and the the reign of terror, so you get to find yeah. out what that's all about. Hunter oh. Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, I believe his name is as well. Yes, yeah. Paul Levesque, his real name. Oh, Paul Hunter... Levesque McMahon, but you know, uh, yeah. Um, um, Hunter... But um, no, it reminds me of the thing I saw recently. For us, like, um, God, could you imagine if Finn Balor had a match against Triple H at WrestleMania? It'd be like <laughs> ten minutes of entrances, and then the match would start. Yeah, yeah, a man who. Who has come out for the last decade as if like in the greatest Dungeons and Dragons cosplay in human history. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he generally tends to have some of the more 
spectacular ones. Mm. Um, yeah, just. I mean, he's got he's got he's got the money and the budget, and no one can tell him no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is something. Yeah, you do tend to see who is valued when it comes to WrestleMania, <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah. Uh But yeah. So um, yeah. But um, Dan, back to you. What is your um, WrestleMania moment? What do you think of? Yeah. So I definitely think, for me, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of thinking about quite over generally. Definitely my first WrestleMania moment was, I believe, WrestleMania 2000, which was the uh, triple threat triangle ladder match. Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, mm. and Dudley Boys. Ah, yes. Uh, that was my exposure to what I'm going to term the kind of extreme era of wrestling. <laughs> um, and just like gave me this ever-present desire to just launch myself off of something through onto someone I knew through a table. <laughs> you, you, tend, you, tend, you tend to want to do that. <laughs> Despite you knowing it hurts. You know what? You, know you knowing funny? it hurts, and you know that everyone there is, like, trained to do it, but you're just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I reckon I could just, like, launch myself off a piece of furniture into a table, and it'd be fine. Bodies like, have been bruised. Yeah. yeah, this is something I was going to bring up. A lot of the back in the day, a lot of the time they had "Don't try this at home," but that seems to have gone completely now, mm. which is weird. Of all the yeah. things you thought wouldn't go away, you'd think "Please don't try this at home" wouldn't be one of them. I have a theory behind that. Oh, actually. <laughs> so I'm. We'll get back to the WrestleMania parts in a moment because this is going to probably yep. be skewing off a tangent. But I think they're starting to realize that most of their modern uh, clientele or roster, I should say, mostly formed from a lot of backyarders. Because <laughs> <laughs> you look yeah. at NXT. I mean NXT UK. Um, half of that roster did start in the backyard. <laughs> um as well as kind of like some of the guys in uh, in NXT at the moment, like Seth Rollins was a backyarder yeah. before he started um, training professionally. <laughs> and like, yeah. they will never even tell or even dare mention um, only in the documentary of CM Punk, his biggest success when he, when he started wrestling was he was a backyarder. Yeah. So to, for those of you who don't, for those of you who don't know what backyard wrestling is it is exactly how it sounds have you ever seen a czw event that's basically it <laughs> yeah <laughs> or if basically basically if you if you've ever seen a really bad clip on you being framed or anything like that yeah that, like go on thing. youtube type in like us backyard wrestling and you'll probably i mean the most in i mean there's like loads of super infamous clips that are like around the internet but um just think of like I mean I was gonna say think of normal wrestling. If you don't know normal wrestling, then <laughs> you'd be surprised. But it's basically even more over the top and even more ridiculous, uh, and even less prepared. <laughs> Let's be honest. But, Angel uh, Fire kept kept going in business purely because of backyard wrestling signs. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, back, to sure. because we were, back to WrestleMania because we were back to WrestleMania. Yeah. So. Um, the triangle ladder match was was a huge one, and when that eventually evolved into the TLC match format, that's mm. tables, ladders, and chairs. Tables, ladders, oh and chairs. Not tender loving care, although these not tender loving care. Loving care. Oh, oh, this is certainly not tender loving care with TLC matches. Yeah, 
Um, when I think back to the the really big WrestleMania moments, I always just kind of think back to like it was always where like you got cemented as a champion. Yeah. Because you made WrestleMania. it to WrestleMania, you competed at WrestleMania. Even if you necessarily lost, it was like okay, you lost at WrestleMania though, so it's like yeah. really so... big and it's really good. Um, and also with um, WrestleMania, if you win at WrestleMania and you like you win like the heavyweight champion or a- any or any title for that matter, that's essentially the equivalent of res- getting a wrestling Oscar. Yeah, it's like it's like they basically said like you. Yeah. This is you winning on the biggest stage. This is you like becoming a big thing. They yeah. didn't do that for Shinsuke Nakamura, but we'll get back to that at a later <laughs> point. Oh, um, there will be a future episode uh, dedicated solely to Shinsuke Nakamura because um, I have a lot to talk be. about at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mr. New Japan Pro over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, and then again, I think like you said as well, I always think back to The Undertaker. He was such a fixture of of the but entire even, WrestleMania even, experience. Even, yeah, funnily enough, like, uh, for those of you who don't know, don't know, like, yeah, um, Shawn Michaels, one of the greatest wrestlers, is known as Mr. WrestleMania. Although, when you really think about it, that should be given to The Undertaker. <laughs> well, I think the thing with Shawn Michaels was that whenever he was at WrestleMania, I mean, to be fair, though, we'll, let, we'll just say it as this, so, like, it's kind, it was kind of hard for Shawn Michaels to have a bad match. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Normally, if he had a bad match, it's because the partner he was with in the ring was awful. <laughs> or, or he was very, very pissed off. We'll see, which we will talk oh, about. Oh, very, very pissed off. Or in his early years, he was probably on some kind of drugs before the match. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, as the stories go. <laughs> to protect yeah, us yeah, legally, yeah. allegedly. From every yeah. every oh, yeah, shoot interview allegedly. and every book that's been yeah. written that's, about yeah, talking about that's Sean. Something we should, that's yeah, that's something I should we should probably mention. Um for those of you who are <laughs> to say deciding, oh hey, I'm gonna look up some wrestling history and see how it comes into I we need to keep something in mind. Wrestling was basically has its origins in the carny like the carnival circuit mm. that's where it comes from like the circus and stuff like that and which means that it, and even though like wwe especially tries to tries to step away from that tries to downplay it it at its heart of hearts it's still got that thing so there are a lot of tall tales <laughs> a lot of outright lies yeah when yeah, a lot of it is in wrestling. A lot of it is very difficult to tell bits of fact from bits of fiction. Um and this is just to say though that wrestling, especially in its I mean I was gonna say in its earlier days, but really kinda anywhere before like the two thousands was uh yeah. an interesting place and was basically pretty lawless <laughs> for for yeah. for most it's, intents and purposes. It, in um, some cases outright lawless. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure that will come up at another later point. Whenever that is we th- something that is going to come up repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> whenever we mention, uh, I mean, there's God. one wrestler I can think of whose name I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then a couple others that I can kind of think of that uh, are probably also uh, the result of the same situation. The only one I'm going to mention right now, because it's the only one that I feel like we could probably get away with for saying in the introductory episode, is Macho Man Randy Savage. But yeah, um, yeah we'll go. We'll, we'll go for him. The, you know, the, the lightest. When we get to the when we get to the later points, we mentioned people who at this point will not be named. Yeah. <laughs> um, it will be uh, an interesting talk, if a little bit serious. Yes. <laughs> but there, there will probably but be. It's important. Players. It's important to mention. Yeah. Yeah. It is very important to mention because it's kind of like ah, uh, because that's part of the why wrestling is so fascinating. It's this real. It's and it's partly why wrestling, modern wrestling, is so hard to describe to people who don't really know much about it, whose basic. Mm knowledge starts and ends with hulk hogan or john cena for that matter yeah, yeah i mean hulk hogan's another interesting story the fact that like we have like you can tell stories about hulk hogan kind of shows you just how weird and wonderful and terrifying wrestling could be mm. yeah uh, th- but just, just a little plug there on that there isn't a really interesting video series chronicling the career of hulk hogan uh, by a youtube channel called wrestling bios he's doing a like he does a really good job of chronicling hulk hogan's r- subsequent rise to wwf and then sudden rise and kind of politicking into wcw highly recommend it and if anyone's listening go check out wrestling bios he's really really yeah. good at doing documentary style uh wrestling uh youtube videos that's actually new to me i'll check that out actually because i've never yeah. heard of um, I can't remember exactly what it was on, um, but I do remember seeing uh, another video. I can't remember exactly who made it, uh, talking about um, again another probably future conversation topic about um, Hulk Hogan's involvement with TNA now Impact Wrestling. <laughs> um, oh me, oh my! <laughs> and uh, how how um, the response to his involvement was not met with the greatest love and care in the world. Um, <laughs> But it certainly makes for a really interesting story um, and is really interesting in how it changed this comparatively interesting promotion into something that became uh, quite a bit of a trip. I'd like to I'd like to see a history of TNA uh, episode for sure. I think I think that is definitely something that is on the cards. Even though <laughs> yeah. that will be that will be a huge undertaking because I think all three of us will have to be doing research. On that. <laughs> well, because I was gonna say because like I remember bits because basically the only bit of TNA I remember is like I remember like I'm I'm calling what I think was like the prime era, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode. Uh, the six-sided ring. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The six. We were, X know, Division. Like, but, Christopher Daniels. Know, yeah. But we are going on a huge tangent talking about TNA. <laughs> anyway, huge yeah. Tangent. Anyway, but, back to so, where we were. Stab yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania. This is like this. Uh, be get used to this, folks. This is how it's going to sound for the, <laughs> this, this is, the entirety. This is so on brand for us. <laughs> yes. So yeah. so on brand. But, but but Sam, we need to ask you, what is your WrestleMania? moment what stands out for you what's your big thing your first one? Oh man my first one would have to be i think it was wrestlemania yeah it was wrestlemania 15 actually 1999 and it was the first of the amazing trilogy of matches between austin and rock um and this match yes. was dwayne dwayne johnson was a wrestler did you know guys <laughs> 
It feels so weird saying his name without because whenever I say it, I always say Dwayne brackets the Rock Johnson. No, yeah, no, but I think any you, <laughs> like... can really tell, you can really tell like who is that? Yeah, that guy who's in the occasional action movies and occasional stuff with Disney. Yeah, so the host of the Broken Ranch Challenge and the and the movie star Rock the Dwayne yeah. Johnson. <laughs> Uh, the first of their trilogy of star matches. Star of Moana. Yes. Yes. Star of the Tooth Fairy versus Star of the Condemned. Um, yep. <laughs> and this a really amazing match. I wouldn't say it's their best match if you're going to talk about the three, but I specifically remember that match being a huge Austin fan and going up against Hill like Corporation Rock at that time um, in what was a bloody good typical WWF match at that time. Um, uh, uh, little, little sidebar. Um, w. If when we say WWF, we mean WWE. <laughs> they used to be called the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, apparently, yeah. there was some big thing with the other WWF, the World Wildlife. <laughs> yeah, the World Wildlife Foundation, and so they changed it in like. <laughs> not, wait, did they change it in the nineties? They changed like, it in it was, like, it was like the turn, the turn of like nineties, turn of like ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. So, so actually, so, uh, yeah. So mm. here, when we say WWF, we mean like pre nineteen ninety nine. If we say WWE, it's probably post two thousand. Funny yeah. thing, the reason behind that was they had lost a prior, no, not lost, but they had came to a like a, a lawful agreement both both companies, where yeah. WWF um, said you can call yourselves World Wrestling Federation, but under no circumstances should you mention yourself as WWF. And this was night 2000. But of course, you know, Vince completely forgets that. And of course, he yeah. keeps saying WWF. So around 2001, 2002, the case happened. And then, of course, they got their butts handed to them by the WWF. And so they had to change it from F to E. And I think that was around just... I think it was just after WrestleMania 18 in 2002. But, um, yeah... That sounds about right for Vince. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But my favorite, like, if I'm talking about like favorite moments in general when it comes to WrestleMania as well, it's the show stealing matches, the ones where you go, "Oh my god, that was an incredible match!" Oh my god, it just makes WrestleMania worthwhile watching. So yeah. and like those matches that you know you know that you can talk about, people still talk about for years, like. Yeah. The ones that not even main event matches. Like, yeah. best example for me, or my first example, was watching, not as it was happening, but going back to watching Austin versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, that sudden, that double switch where, like, both of them turned face and heel. Like, so Bret going from face to heel and Austin going from heel to face in yeah. one match. For those of you who don't know, right? Why do you oh, yeah. turn face? Uh, yeah, this is the. This is oh the God, no! Thing. We're going to be throwing. We're going to be throwing a lot of lexicon yeah. at folks. So right. face face means, uh, I guess, in this context, good guy, yeah. and heel means bad guy in the, yeah. in in the most basic sense. <laughs> the very basics. There is um, uh, there is of course a third one called tweener, but that is yeah, where tweener, hidden heel, hidden face. Yeah, that's where things get a little bit more complicated. But um, but, but for, for, for your purposes, all you need to know is that heels are bad guys and faces are good guys. Indeed. And, 
If you <laughs> yeah. do a face turn or a heel turn, that means face turn, you're turning into a good guy. Heel turn, you're turning into a bad guy. That's <laughs> yeah, that is the basic of it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But yeah, it is those it is those show steaming matches. Yeah. Like I can go Austin versus Bret Hart, um uh, Austin Rock at WrestleMania seventeen. Um Actually, no, it would be the TLC match, actually, from WrestleMania 17. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. (laughs) Yeah. If you, yeah, basically, yeah, a little little tip for people. Um, If you want to watch a good WrestleMania match, type in Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania or, or Kurt Angle for that matter as well. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you if you want to see someone get launched across the ring with a German suplex, <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, I I can't think if you I can't think of a time where you will be disappointed if you type that in. Mm. Yeah, and if oh, you're new to wrestling and you want to entertain yourself with wrestling, just type in Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah. Oh gold yeah. If oh, you want to see if you want to see what the best wrestling can be. Type in Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Indeed. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I'm all ready. I'm like, yeah, I'm making a future episode on Eddie Guerrero. Yeah that <laughs> that will be that will be a, both a sad but a very happy one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Indeed. But yeah. Um. That's actually a point. Where would you begin? when it comes to talking to rest talking about wrestling to people what's your what's your kind of okay i'm going to sit down and kind of explain wrestling where do you kind of begin wow i know right i'm see you threw the hard question with me like what's your wrestlemania moment now i've thrown in okay assholes <laughs> let's see how how are we gonna actually how would you describe wrestling how would you think you think the best way to describe it? Okay, if I'm being <laughs> if I'm being non-serious, then I always said the way I would describe wrestling is soap operas, but with choreographed fight scenes. Hmm. Um, if I was being serious about it and was trying to actually describe wrestling, I would say it's like kind of. Oh god, it's a weird to even try and think about describing it. But um I guess I would describe it as like two people fighting with the purpose of it being entertaining. Yeah, like so much of it is designed around making you go like, oh my god, wow. Mm. And that's what I love. That's like the best bit about it. Yeah. So what makes it so disappointing when someone has an awful finisher? Oh yeah. Um, Finisher. But... Finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna unless, be my role. Unless you're, tri- unless you're stop... Triple H, in which case you get to kick out too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, gonna, I think that's gonna be my job to describe as best as I can whenever people whenever someone says something that I think <laughs> needs to be explained. So Reardon, to... you are going to be the wrestling Pokedex. Yes, I'm yeah. yes, I'm wrestling poker chips for the, for the cheap seats out there. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's how that's that's probably the best way to describe it. I mean, like there's the other ways of saying it's like, you know, people dancing, but with but they're fighting instead, or um, you know, it's just like crazy fun entertainment, and like you're not 
really kind of supposed to be paying attention to it, but there's like a lot of little nuance to it. Mm. Um, that's probably the best way I'd describe it, but I'm sure Sam will probably do better than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, sitting thinking about that, like, my answer's, I'd say, pretty much the same. And, I'd, and I imagine most would probably have that, like most wrestling fans. The best way I'd describe it is if someone was pretty much, like, blind to it all. I would say it is the 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 sheer brutal physicality of combat sports meeting the heightened tension and drama of Shakespeare. And trust me, like you may think it like oh sh- like Shakespeare, these guys are come on, no no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I think hence that's half of the reason, and this is probably going to be my kind of quirk or USP in this podcast is that. Mm. Japanese wrestling has that description almost down pat into a fine art. Um, WWE, I can say, like, with all honesty, they do have that, although they, I think we can all be in agreement that they lean so much more into the Shakespeare part of wrestling, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let me just go into my description, and then I think I'll, I'll touch a bit onto that, actually. Um, my description of it, thinking about it, is physical opera. Yeah. Is mm. the best way I can describe it. It is like, when you go to watch wrestling, you're watching essentially an opera, only without, only, instead of singing, they are punching. And that, that sounds <laughs> like, that sounds really silly, but it, it is that same kind of big, larger-than-life kind of thing. Yeah, and that's the thing that I think that's the thing that makes it so great because yeah. like it is I think when, really, when we were is... saying when we were saying about um you know before in planning all of this mm. and like I said that one of the things that drew me so much to wrestling um as a person who wasn't exactly the best socially mm. um was all these like massive characters and these people who became like bigger than themselves and like we said like we still say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, yeah, because um, yeah, there are so many um, people that we know only by their wrestling names and like knowing their real names. It's like, oh, that's that's Chris Jericho, though. Yeah. So, uh, and, and to be fair, some of the wrestlers actively don't like when you say their their at their real names. It yeah. becomes a bit too personal for them. But yeah, I think that's the best way for me to really describe it and. To, to get back to that point of like what I get out of it and how, what I think people will get out of it, for wrestling fans in general, it's a gradient between you either love the athleticism or you love the, for lack of a better term, the the pat the 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 pat the sports <laughs> or the entertainment, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> to be kind of facetious, you either like the sports of it or the entertainment of it. And it's kind of a gradient as to where you live. You can't just, you can't, and while you can have, you can just love one or the other, or, or you can sometimes just have a wrestler who's really good at one or the other. The best wrestlers tear through that line constantly. Hmm. And I think for me, I personally, I have always, I'm, uh, just for people to know, I, I'm a theatre kid. <laughs> Disgusting, I know. <laughs> so, 
wrestling. So yeah, so for whenever I whenever um I think about wrestling, and that was me. <laughs> but yeah, but, but when I but no when I when I want to sit down and watch wrestling, I am about your not even really the storyline, honestly, just the character. If you can sell me a character, I will generally forgive a lot <laughs> when it comes to wrestling. I tend to, and we'll get through, we'll get to this. Um, I think with later episodes, especially. I find myself kind of switching off with wrestlers who lean more to the athletic side, just because it's like, especially these days where. Oh, what you mean? Wait, what do you mean, like the Vince McMahon, Mister Big Bad McLarge huge? <laughs> or do you mean those, like those guys wrestlers are that, or like wrestlers that like they try and sell and like he's a real athlete? Yeah, I think it's kind of like. If you are technically, if you are a technically good wrestler, but all you are good at is being a technically good wrestler, you will never have me on side because <laughs> I just need more. Mm. And I think, and I will be saying some very controversial stuff <laughs> in later episodes because of I that. I mean, I think, I think you are. Change. I mean, because I know, like, for my, I mean, the the parallel I can draw is that, like, you still need a reason to like them. Yeah, because like. Yeah, this is why I said because like, hey, remember in like the early 2010s when they were trying to push Jack Swagger as the new um, Kurt Angle? Oh god, yeah. yeah. Now the problem is, is that like Kurt Angle was actually like enjoyable to watch, yeah. <laughs> and actually had a personality, and you yeah, and like actually and you had things that made you like him. Yeah, and you understood like his character, what motivates him, what drives him, all of that stuff. You think you you think it wouldn't matter, but holy hell, does it, it matter? It so does. Mm. And I'm gonna just put this out there for people people who are in the know and people who aren't doing it. I tend to find myself generally lukewarm with NXT, <laughs> and I know that for a lot of fans listening, if you're listening... Alright, probably... I'm getting my pitchfork out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my I'm torch sorry. is out. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you, but in my defense, one, that NXT is in WWE, NXT is known as a developmental one, <laughs> so all of those wrestlers are, are supposedly that 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 line is very blurry these days, especially. <laughs> but oh, by developmental, do you mean they got to the main roster and get buried? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but no. In terms of like NXT is meant to be the developmental stage where new wrestlers come in to kind of get their style together, and then they're meant to go to the main roster. That's how it's generally supposed to but i find a big problem i have with nxt is that i just you guys can be so good and honestly if you're listening and you're starting you want to start watching wrestling in terms of pure physical prowess it has never been better in my lifetime mm. ever yeah definitely. if you want to see if you want to see truly like physical specimens moving like absolute superheroes watch wrestling at this point in time you will not be disappointed go but... on youtube type in finn balor and then get be done with it yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically but 
if you don't if you if your um if your personality is I'm good at wrestling, I'm sorry, you'll never be good for me. <laughs> it's just not how I'm built. <laughs> and I assume that I assume Sam, you are generally on the more athletic side of things, if I'm thinking correctly. <clears throat> I I would tend to lean more that way, and I think that is comes from. Uh, a a lot of watching um old world of sport wrestling um and yeah. i look i won't even like admit oh no no I, I won't even be here to say that i absolutely disagree with everything reardon says as a matter of fact i i tend to agree with everything reardon says it is i think <laughs> it, it does all come down to the person and who and uh, and the wrestling fan themselves of what they prefer and what they like i think that's the for me that's the best thing that WWE actually has going at the moment. And what they've had going for the past 10, 15 years is that now they have something that caters for every single professional wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, in theory, in theory, in, theory, in execution, <laughs> we do, in execution, that's yeah. still, uh, that's still a lot left to be desired. <laughs> well, because one thing I was going to say was that it, do you think it's different? For you looking at say like WWE in reference to some to like you know seeing a WWE competitor versus like a person in New Japan Pro because like obviously mm. they look for very different things. Mm. Yes, that's true. Actually. I mean, because yeah, I mean with WWE they want to have the, of course, the larger than life uh, person that not only can wrestle but can also you know cut a promo. Mm. Whereas yeah. uh, New Japan. Uh, they they not so not so much if they don't want promos they kind of want a real kind of sense of uh it's more a press conference style kind of thing they still cut promos there but it's definitely more leaning towards a sport broadcast kind of style yeah. um, promo uh, <laughs> oh promo. yeah promo <clears throat> a um a monologue or dialogue from one or two wrestlers de depicting their thoughts feelings towards a match or current events in the wrestling thing. This yeah. is so damn important. <laughs> it really, <Yeah>. really <laughs> is. But uh, what I will say is that Japan has, uh, New Japan especially, have definitely leaned in towards a more um, spectacle kind of thing, which I love and appreciate because there was a time, and I, I mean, I've given these guys a heads up that we're doing a history of Japanese wrestling. There was a time in the, mid two, in the turn of the century to the mid-2000s where wrestling went too real and it was ridiculous and it, there was a time when new japan was going to go looks like it was going to go out of business uh because antonio inoki is a madman <laughs> yeah <laughs> antonio yeah. inoki is just i mean I'm it's very, a legend I'm honestly, but oh. <laughs> yeah i'm very excited for that japanese wrestling episode i'm actually very excited <laughs> Well, yeah, because like my, I mean, I'll just say this: my experience with Japanese wrestling is mostly through interviews with WWE wrestlers who have competed in Japan. Because yeah. the one I remember is, I believe it was, I believe it was with Chris Jericho. It may have been with someone else. Mm. But he said, like, yeah, the weird thing about wrestling in Japan is that, like, for the most part, the crowds don't react to you. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's really weird because, like, you'll do a really cool spot and they won't like it, but like. If you throw a knee really well, people are like clapping you. I'm <laughs> just like that must be a really weird transition to think about that you mm, go from yeah. this like big spectacle to these people who like, you know, seriously address it like it's an actual sport and like they mm. care about the technicality. 
<laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that episode when I get to DDT Pro and then I get to show you the spectacle that is the Leisure Center swimming pool deathmatch. Hell yeah. <laughs> and how Kota Ibushi made that a career the... out of swimming pool matches. That is the first that I have heard of this. I am excited. <laughs> See, this is exactly why I love wrestling so much, because nowhere else could you get away with that entire premise. <laughs> no, nowhere else could you get away with that entire sentence existing. <laughs> That's also very, very true. Oh. Yeah. Because oh, it's like I was talking. I was talking about. Um, I was talking about the most recent um, WrestleMania to a friend of mine, and I went, "Could you imagine if we had to describe the sentence of a man who is supposed to, who is supposed to be dead and have supernatural powers literally buried a person <laughs> on TV as part of the match?" <laughs> That was the match stipulation. Yes. Like literally, it was you have to put this man into a grave, and then he drives off on a motorcycle with Metallica blaring in the background. I only wish it was Limp Bizkit, but hey, what can you do? Look, as uh, as, as the Meatloaf song goes, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> two out of three. Two out of three falls now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um. Yeah, God, there's so much to talk about. There's like, if you go into wrestling, you will be on a journey that will, that if you're into it, will last the rest of your life. It's yeah. just, there's so much past, present, and future. That's, you know what? I might as well ask that while we're on the phone. What do we think the future of wrestling will be? <laughs> Given the current circumstances as of this day, May 2020. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Thank you for dating us. <laughs> hey, look, this is a time capsule for when we're ten years down the line. Yeah, and see what's no, happening. Actually, yeah. no, actually, Sam, you've got a very good point. For those of you listening in the future, or tell us how how, how have um digital watches improved? That's one <laughs> one thing. Um, another thing is, yeah, at the time of this recording. Wrestling is in an extraordinarily weird time, like unprecedented time. <laughs> As is everything kind of to do with everyday life. Yeah. Uh, it's just wrestling has become this really weird alternate universe where it's it's not acknowledging that what's going on is happening, but they're still trying to go along Given well, given uh, what the restrictions I mean, that they have, that, okay, let's that's let's very mu- make... that's very much a Vince thing. Yeah, <laughs> let's true. let's make some let's make some um, let's make uh, a few key notes here. When we're talking about wrestling, we're talking about the WWE. <laughs> yes, because yeah, and that's something like um that's something very complicated that we're probably gonna have to really have to kind of thread. It's a hard needle to thread because. When a lot of the stuff we talk about, we'll be talking about WWE, which is the biggest, the mm. big one. Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff, most of it, some of it, is a gradient of stuff that we talk about will be WWE specifically, and mm. WWE specifically are a for better or goddamn worse, the show must go on. So they have been continuing to record matches with no crowds which is weird because rest of all the arts out there 
I would argue it's that or stand-up comedy, of all things. Yeah, that need a crowd need, the most. <laughs> yes. You need a crowd for wrestling. Any crowd. Mm. Any yeah. crowd. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to get us into hot water at the start by talking about uh, contentious decisions made around wrestling continually. But um, <laughs> it definitely exactly. is a weird time. And I definitely feel like WWE have struggled to adapt to it, um, unlike AEW or Elite Wrestling, who are another promotion that's going around right now. Um, but it is interesting that they are trying to keep it going in this very weird capacity. Like there's the the video of Stone Cold where he's just addressing no one, and it's all it looks like it's been directed as I think it's a WWE directed by David Fincher or David Lynch. <laughs> David, David Lynch, 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 yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just like incredibly surreal to experience. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, everything is in a weird place right now. I think when you say about the future of wrestling, I think the thing I see is this kind of. Well, I mean, I hope I see a, a move towards kind of a bit more technicality um, and a bit more creative control by the talent themselves. Mm. At least, I mean, in terms of WWE, um, yeah. other companies are actually quite good in that respect. Um, before we started this, I briefly mentioned to Sam about um, uh, a bit that I'd read about differences between AEW and WWE. Mm. Mm. And they basically in AEW, a lot of the stuff I've heard is that like the talent themselves pretty much make up the storylines and stuff. Yeah. Whereas WWE Creative have a six month plan and then change it fifteen minutes before the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do. I definitely hope to see um, more rest. I mean, again, I'm gonna sound like the fucking biggest fanboy in the world when I say I'd love to see more wrestlers in the kind of style people like um matt hardy people in the style of i'm gonna say in the style of bray wyatt but i mean yeah, people who can kind of people who can reinvent themselves and come across with something that doesn't necessarily come off badly i do have a recurring problem with we's um steamroll bookings but mm. that's a thing for another time yeah. <laughs> um so I don't know. Maybe if I'm too, too sighted into the gimmick, the gimmick world. Well, but, it's um, interesting that you are the one that's more sighted into the gimmick world. That's fascinating. <laughs> I thought that was my. I thought that was my shtick, frankly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I mean, because I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about like all the people I've mentioned, but all the people I've mentioned, and I'm going to mention the third point. So I was gonna say Finn Balor, Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt are all people who effectively play two characters. Or have played a second character while being one mm. person. Um, but I just really want to see that kind of move towards maybe more technical spectacle rather than like I'm 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 going to be sorry for all the fans of Braun Strowman out there, uh, <laughs> all the fans, or all all the fans of Bobby Lashley, or mm. oh no, any of the other big bad McLeod huge wrestlers that WWE brought in. Brock I, I understand. <laughs> See, but at least the thing with at least the thing there's at least the thing with Brock Lesnar that I can appreciate is A Paul Heyman. Yes. Yes. And and B the fact of like 
at least at least they're like consistent with him. Yeah. The yeah. thing about like the thing about Brock Lesnar is that he is a legitimately a freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> which helps a lot with him. Mm. But so, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kinda want to see this move away and um for when this is recorded and finished, I'm I know one of my friends is gonna listen to me and absolutely slate me for having this opinion. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I would love to see a move away from like the big man spectacle of just this guy is huge. So we're just gonna book him to win for like seven months in a row. And then eventually he'll lose in some like weird situation to a person you'd never think it would be. Um, and then that's going to be that. And then that person's basically buried, unless you're Brock Lesnar, but that's because like he actually works. So basically, uh, so basically, and I agree with you in this one, we need someone very similar to Bret Hart. You know, I just, I just love someone to come in that's like, I mean... I'd love someone to come in in like the kind of Jericho vein. To be fair, WWE yeah. needs someone that's like actually going to be bringing some kind of level of technicality to the game. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can think. I've got my um own things, and I think we'll get to Sam because I'm very interested in how he what he's going to go for. Um, yeah, I have a few things that I think the future of wrestling be. One of those is the uh, the concept of the cinematic matches, something that mm. um. A lot of something that it seems <laughs> it seems a lot of wrestlers have been waiting for, mm. which I find I find that very interesting. That a lot of the wrestlers were like, were, were not like, oh wow, this worked, that's great, but more like, oh finally we can do this, which I think is really interesting. So I, think I definitely it, I think it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I think I'd, we'll I'd definitely be seeing more of those and a more. Hopefully, they'll actually get people who can actually you know film. Please. <laughs> hey, not knocking WWE's edit team, because let's be honest, their promo packages are absolutely amazing. But when it oh, comes yeah, to you... matches, uh... just God man, just give me just give me the footage of that boneyard match. I'll make it smooth as butter, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so that will be an interesting thing. Um I have in of the similar vein to that. Um, the internet, of course, blows up everything, and has always been very interesting for me mm. regarding internet. So, to give you guys a very, very important word for our beautiful <laughs> viewers, a very, very important word is kayfabe. Ah, uh, yes. Read in Pokedex, is a... what is kayfabe? Kayfabe. Basically, kayfabe is... The, for a lack of a better term, the fourth wall. Mm. The idea that... Oh, oh, okay, how do I put this? It's basically, the easiest way I can think to describe it is that kayfabe is like the concept that everything that's happening in the ring and in the show is bas is happening real time. Yeah, it's basically like, this is how it is, live, uncut, exactly how it happens. If a If a if two guys hate each other, the idea is that they legitimately hate each other. Yeah. They're not colleagues, they're not friends, 
And you have they to believe that other. that man who walks down ominously with funeral march music is in fact an undead wizard. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Yikes. yeah. It's the idea that that obviously fifth come pushing 60-year-old man is an un is a legitimately supernatural undead force. Go <laughs> with it. It's been It's that idea. Hmm. It, it is a it is a concept that that um that we fought dead for a number of reasons. One of them one of them honestly being a bit of a legal troubles, which we probably will get to eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but in but to make it a, a smaller but no by no means um unimportant point, the internet. The internet blew up everything. And the internet yeah. definitely blew up wrestling. Not only did were fans able to actually find out more easily what was going on behind the scenes in wrestling, but to put it another way, it's hard to be an undead wizard when you have an Instagram account showing what you had for breakfast. Sidebar, it's so goddamn weird that that is what The Undertaker has. I will never get over it. It will always be strange to me. Note to any prospective wrestlers out there, be like John Cena's Instagram accounts. <laughs> yeah, so it's that concept. However, I found actually, especially ironically with the women's wrestling, which is another point I'll get to with the future of, of wrestling. Well, future of WWE very specifically, very specifically <laughs> with that one. But... um. The idea of um, wrestlers now using this weird kind of gray area between using kind of, they kind of, I actually see um, a re-jigging of kayfabe for the internet era. Because hmm. you can kind of see it a lot. Ironically, on Twitter, I call Twitter the greatest kayfabe machine in, in right now in modern history. <laughs> My, my personal favourite one was the one where I think it was like Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman were pictured together, uh, taking a picture of a fan in like Italy or something. Yes. <laughs> because while you do have, obviously, you see um, two two wrestlers who uh, who hate each other in in kayfabe hanging out on the street, you also have wrestlers sniping towards each other or hyping up a match or even wrestlers like not being online anymore after they've lost uh like after they've died in kayfabe and stuff like that <laughs> i i see that becoming more and more popular and if you look at it real time if you look at some of the things that wrestlers are putting up i actually see wrestlers becoming more and more comfortable using the internet in that mm. And so I would argue that that is a big thing that's coming up. Yeah. Um, another thing is that we're in a very interesting era with wrestlers who legitimately have their dream was to become a wrestler. Yeah. A lot of them, the old timers, like 80s, even 90s, even 2000s, I mean, Kurt Angle, for God's sake, um, came uh, from either sporting backgrounds or like bodybuilding backgrounds. Well, yeah, like it's, it's an interesting thing you say about um, women's wrestling, which is actually a thing I should have thought about because it is yeah. a thing I am 
quite a big pusher for, at least now, anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, but look, we yeah. do have this kind of first generation of because, like I said, like yeah, at least in the nineties, hmm. um, even still through to the early two, early to mid two thousands, most women wrestlers were basically just models that they like put on a five week crash course yeah um, um i hate to for any of our lovely uh female pres- female um listeners but yeah <laughs> lovely female listeners um unfortunately it's quite slim pickings in the wwe if you want really good like yeah women, women let's put it good. let's put it like this at least until very very recently women's wrestling was in a very bad Spot. Yeah, at least in the WWE. Yeah. I don't know what it was like, sorry, like on the indie scene, but I know that often the recurring thing was that female wrestlers in the indie scene wouldn't go to WWE because they didn't like the way they ran things. Yeah. Correct. Or um, yeah, the, yeah. The concept of a toilet break match was often used for, unfortunately, yeah. for the female wrestling matches. It's a real shame because there were at least one there was often one or two that came through that were really good and then yeah. they just like either oh, hated the oh, company yeah, or yeah or one or two who were basically a model but but eventually trained up to become really good. The mm. consider yep. the, the person the woman considered essentially WWE's female Hulk Hogan Trish Stratus was that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I would so yeah, I would see that kind of like but with in general, most of the wrestlers here wanted to become wrestlers as yeah. a child. Exactly. And worked from a very early age, like some sixteen years old mm. to train up to become wrestlers. And I find that a very interesting deal that these people I I feel like the the effects of that haven't fully came up yet but i think they will it will come up more and more and more mm. uh and then of course female rest female wrestling in the wwe specifically female wrestling honestly i honestly if there are ever a time that i pay attention to it's because of all the women's wrestling that is the one that i pay the most attention to yeah if there's if you want to get if you want to get into wrestling, honestly, I'd say watch some of the female matches. Watch them. Mm. Yeah, as long as they don't feature Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, I, oh man! No, I'm just being I'm just being my outspoken self. I I know I feel like... the same. If you want to watch a good female wrestler, go and watch a load of Oscar's matches. She's fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah! If you want to if you want to watch if you want to watch a screaming Japanese lady do her stuff. What's Oscar? Yep. Still though, Sam, what do you see in the yeah. future Sam, of wrestling? Yeah. I am in agreement with all of you, actually, mm-hmm. um, in what you've all brought up. And I say like that's a massive group of people, including the people at home listening. No, um, there is one thing that I'm actually, I guess is a negative. Well, I guess it definitely is a negative, and what I've been seeing really recently, um, and it's the corporate influence. Uh, over WWE. Um, case in point, um, Fox's influence, it seems, over SmackDown and the mm. WWE backstage and the product as a whole. Um, you knew there was going to be something strange happening 
when you when we started hearing on the internet that Fox was demanding things such as Brock Lesnar being WWE champion and we want that belt on him debut episode um as well as hearing stuff as like we we want to have the fiend exclusively on smackdown um and given the current rumors that we're having at the moment that vince is looking to sell the wwe uh, and its ips over to espn um it'll be interesting to see if a that is true and b what kind of influence a company as big as disney would have over the wwe um in terms of yeah. like, distribution rights very, character very... usage um booking um, I, all the way down yeah, to booking have, and writing that's a good question i have um, a few um i have a, a few thoughts on that one mm. actually um but like oh, I'll, I'll i'll do it one point by point like more, we'll go for the corporatization of like yeah if you want to see what um if you want to see what um the effects of late capitalism on an art very clearly <laughs> <laughs> yeah just take a look at the wwe dear lord it honestly i think it might have been with the pg era era hmm. a time a time in wrestling yeah this is a, I, I joke but that's actually very important yeah we're gonna be talking no it about is it is because we will be using some terms so pg I assume we'll probably be using like yeah the PG era, the reality era, the NXT era. I would argue probably mm. probably ruthless aggression, it. attitude, ruthless new generation. Era. Yeah, pockets of time in WWE's life, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I took yeah. over from Reardon's Pokedex there. I no, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we're in a very different era, and we're in definitely the era of corporatization in <laughs> WWE that has horrific on like no joke no seriously horrific things both on both ethically and just on an actual sheer ground level wrestlers health level mm. so mm. and i feel like yeah i do feel like the corporatization unless something gives very quickly or something like very dramatically on like a global political scale it will be this way for quite a while. Yeah. So yeah, I do feel like that. Oh, as for ESPN and it being owned by Disney, uh, honestly, coin flip, coin flip. Hmm. Because um, the funny thing about Disney, uh, please, we, uh, I, I, for for um, please do not hurt us, our Lord and Savior Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> we are, we are, but lonely. We are both lonely serfs in your new world. Order. The house Sorry, of you've already committed trademark infringement. <laughs> the house true. of mouse will put you in the camel clutch and make you feel humble. <laughs> oh god, that is that is very true. That's very damn true. I can't wait for John Cena to appear in every single Disney movie ever made now. <laughs> oh, god. Oh. But no, um, yeah, it's a coin flip. On the one hand, yes, they could have a general um corporatization feel to it but on the other hand um <laughs> disney is strangely offhand with quite a lot of their things mm. like with espn they still throw out some of the greatest um sports documentaries in 
history, honestly, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, look at the 30 for 30 with Ric Flair, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. Which I haven't seen. I want to watch. Definitely recommend. Yeah. To be fair, now you're reminding me I need to catch up on Dark Side of the Ring. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh, um, Ric Flair, <laughs> the greatest wrestler of all time. Everything so, great. No, in why have you said that? They're going to crucify you. Someone is. <laughs> No, that's true, actually. No, I rescind that. I rescind that much. Um, if you want to see... going to crucify us. Yeah. That is if the opinion of see... the Pokedex and not of general wrestling fans. <laughs> all opinions to... All opinions to my... Um, yeah, uh, with Ric Flair. Um, let me... Okay, let me rephrase. One of the most fascinating figures in the history of wrestling. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, um, ESPN and stuff like that. I could see a chart. I could see um, Disney being relatively hands off mm. with WWE. I, I imagine like it can't even a company as massive as WWE is just a decimal point in the general conglomerate yeah. of the Disney. Because mm. I imagine that's what Fox is like right now for Disney. <laughs> mm. So it's very, it's difficult to say. Mm. It's very difficult to say. And also, I honestly, a part of me, a part of me would believe that they'd do it. Another part of me would be like, man, you'd have to get that company out of McMahon's cold, dead hands. <laughs> and maybe not even yeah, dead. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, this is a man who doesn't like sneezing because he can't control it. Not hyperbole. He, that is a literal that is a That is a... Uh, <laughs> Story that multiple WWE wrestlers have recounted over the over history, and probably one of the more famous folklore tales in regards to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, I'm Kennedy. I am not looking. Mister Kennedy. When... <laughs> I am not looking forward to when we have to bite the bullet and talk about that man. I'm hey, listen, I had to do it a few years ago for what culture? So you will, oh, you yeah, two will true. grit your teeth and bear it as well. Oh my god! Oh, man. it's all right. Everyone, everyone gets their own episode of like p pure personal pain. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call it Triple P then. <laughs> Purely for about those segments of the podcast. Triple P. Yeah, that feels like it. Oh, oh me, oh my! Listen so to man cry <laughs> for twenty minutes <laughs> over over a wrestling match involving a person that he liked. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I, can... I make it sound. I make it sound like it's funny, but it really isn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm dreading that. Like I'm genuinely dreading that if we go down that road. Speaking of though, to wrap things up, um, I guess the best thing to to do is to kind of give these give these lovely people a kind of heads up of what we're doing uh, in the future. Yeah. Yep. So basically, myself, Ridden, and Dan, we're gonna be uh. If, well, the general general episodes of these podcasts will be chronicling, having retrospectives and chronicling our perspectives on certain wrestling events. Most definitely, they are going to be WWE because that's the general yeah. kind of like common ground we all have. But as we've mentioned, there are going to be offshoot ta tangents like Japanese wrestling, uh, TNA, uh, certain kind of like... Uh, yeah documentary I can, uh, spotlights i should say yeah. on uh, on certain wrestlers in particular as well um yep. 
and we're just again... we have also we have also discussed um a few episodes that will be kind of like um not necessarily top 10 format but talking about our various favorite things in <laughs> wrestling um yeah, of course again those will be of course be highly contentious but uh, talking <laughs> about it from our own perspective of what our our favorite things i know the ones we mentioned are things like entrances finishes botches which un- is my personal favorite one yeah botches <laughs> at the botchamania episode <laughs> Oh, um, that, actually, no, don't say that. We'll have Matthew sue us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, no, he's a lovely, yeah, per- and, he's a lovely uh, chap. Various, various other things like that as well. So, Trust me, we have plenty of content from now until the heat death of the universe. And as yeah. long as wrestling keeps going in some form, there will always be something to, to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh and uh, yes, so... To kick off this, this brand new podcast. Uh, uh, kick off. I see what, see what you did there. Because switch in rag. Get it? Kick. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Like I, didn't even, kick off. I, didn't, I didn't even notice it. And I'm rolling with it. And that's amazing. And I love you, Reardon. <laughs> <laughs> the... See, we're feeling even when we don't know it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, first and second episodes. I can't believe we're going with this subject but you know what we're throwing ourselves right in the deep end for episode one triple h and the reign of terror volume one 2002 to 2003 and oh my goodness that is gonna be a doozy of an episode because the second one will be 2004 to 2005 it lasted it lasted a presidential term long (laughs) It is an interesting, really weird time in WWE on Monday yeah. Night Raw, and indeed the character and person that is Triple H. Yeah. I think is- the only way that we really need to preface this is that this was a time when even some of the most diehard wrestling fans said they had given up on wrestling. Yes. And it- also, you will all get to hear my theory as why Triple H is not john cena not austin not hogan is the truest face of the wwe as an entity man what way to hype those next two episodes what a way to start. Promo. go big or go home and we're all still currently home because at time of recording we're still under lockdown <laughs> <laughs> not tna lockdown but actual governmental yeah. lockdown thank god no <laughs> oh dear but uh, that is a good way to wrap it up gents if you ask yeah. me that is a lovely I, way to... um, i honestly honestly i've been excited about this project for a while i cannot wait to show to just spew my dumbass opinions for all to hear and we'll see if this ever gets up to number one on itunes or if anyone will ev- ever in the iwc Will our boyhood dream come true? For Shawn Michaels! It's a first rate chinwag! I hope I hope that um every every single independent wrestling group doesn't mind me just immediately start tweeting at them to see if we can get free stuff that that won't be happening. <laughs> and to every YouTube or every YouTuber, every Twitch streamer, and every podcast in the wrestling uh, in the wrestling uh, fraternity and world. Please accept us. <laughs> yeah, we love you. You're our inspiration for starting this, whoever you yeah. may be. And if 
by honestly by some kind of thermodynamic miracle you are a wrestler or a promoter or someone who is working and somehow stumbled upon this legitimately thank you you crazy sons of bitches <laughs> it's still real to me damn it yeah you know that's the best way to end it it's yeah. still real to us damn it <laughs> so for to myself, all the people in the wrestling world yes we, we love thank you, you. Yeah. and we love you and from all of us from myself reardon and dan this has been the sweet chin wag and we will see you on the next episode god help us Pop.